Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Special guest today. We'll bring him on in a second. Really want to pick his brain. Lots to talk about. Before I do, I got to remind everyone this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Um, you have to run over there before they run out. They just released a new line of cigars called the Early Republic. This is this is great because not only are they great cigars, but they also blend history in it. So if you have someone in your life who loves to smoke a cigar every now and then and also loves American history, this is the gift to get them. The set includes the George Washington cigar, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, James Monroe, and John Quincy Adams. It, it released in honor of President's Day. So normally it's $89, but for listeners of our show, viewers of our show, you'll get a 17.76% discount when you use promo code LIBERTY at LibertyCigars.com. So make sure you check that out. Okay. Very, very big guest day. Mr. Mark Sherwood, Dr. Nar- Mark Sherwood, a naturopathic doctor and current candidate for governor in the state of Oklahoma. Why don't we welcome on Dr. Mark. Mark, welcome. Hey, Max. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back with you. That's good to be back. I, I always love having you. I-, I I told you when I saw you in person, I think you are a... Uh, a, a real ringer for Lou Ferrigno. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I love you for that because, I mean, you, you have this great energy um, and I'm, I'm always excited to talk to you because I always want to pick your brain. Um, so why don't you talk about the campaign a little bit? Um, yeah. It's starting to heat up a little bit in Oklahoma. Give us all mm-hmm. an update. Yeah, it's going well. Things are heating up. Um, everybody in the run, if you will, is starting to get in a little bit of the campaign mode, the fundraising mode, you know, and and I've just been steady Eddie, quite frankly, you know, since we've been doing this last um, late August, early September, just my job is to go out and talk to the people, Max, connect with the people, uh, be the uh, grassroots representative, the establishment is gone. It's always been gone and we need a new type of candidate. And the message is being received loud and clear uh, with uh, virtual 100% acceptance. People are excited. So the, we just got to keep pushing and, and believing. And I feel really good about our, our campaign so far. And if people want to donate to your campaign, want to sign up to go to events, it's Sherwood2022.com. We do have that. If you put up my screen, Mr. Producer, uh, head over there. You can donate there. You can find different um, the different events that are scheduled. Um, so head on mm-hmm. over to Sherwood2022.com, uh, Sherwood2022.com. Okay, we take that down, Mr. Producer. Um, lots of stuff happening in Oklahoma. We oh, yeah. It's Jim Senator Jim Inhofe is about to announce his retirement at any moment. I think it's going to come down today. And he made the news a little over a week ago because he was one of the four Republicans who skipped town in order to uh, avoid having to vote on the amendment to the spending bill that would have shut down Biden's vaccine mandates permanently. Yep. Um, wanted to give you a chance to comment on that because obviously this is something you're passionate about, making sure that vaccines are not mandated federally or, or at any level. And he's kind of just re- retiring right after he stabbed a bunch of conservatives in the back. I want to give you a chance to, to comment on that. Well, avoidance of an issue and avoidance 
of a fight that we need to fight is the epitome of cowardice. When you avoid something like that, Max, and you don't get yourself in the ring, and you don't do your job, you need to resign. I don't find it um, uh, curious that the pressure was on. I find it um, very distasteful that the man didn't show up for a vote and do his job and do what the citizens of Oklahoma want him to do. His job is to represent the citizens of Oklahoma. And he did not do that because as I've traveled around and stated many times, the people in Oklahoma do not want mandates. I don't want mandates. No one in Oklahoma that has any concept of we the people, the constitution or a foundation of God want mandates. They're completely unconstitutional. And he had a chance, Max, he had a chance to do what was right. And he did not. And for that, unforgivable, inexcusable, good riddance, bye-bye. It, it got even more complicated than that because, yeah, obviously you hit all the points, right? But when we started doing digging to see why he missed town, the excuse that he seemed to give is that he had to go to the city of Enid, Oklahoma. I've never been. I'm sure it's lovely. Um, I believe it's the ninth largest city in Oklahoma, but he had to go there. If we can put up my screen, Mr. Producer, he had to go there to, to help sign a municipal water storage contract the day after the vote. And it, it just it makes me wonder how stupid does he think we all are? Obviously, it's a big bill, a big vote in, in the Senate. He has no actual part in the signing of a municipal water storage contract. He's basically just there to cut the ribbon. That seems to be where he was racing off to. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's just, is, is, is this typical in Oklahoma? <laughs> is, is this to be expected or is this just as crazy as it seems? Well, it's both. It's crazy because it makes no sense. But unfortunately in our state, it is normal. You know, we had this perpetual bombardment of excuses on why you can't. I mean, we've dealt with this from the, the Chinese um, Communist Party land purchasing in Oklahoma to the, the mandates to abortions. I mean, this goes on and on and on. And we find this perpetual rhino mentality. It's, it's really, Max, it's not just a rhino problem. It's a politician problem. These persons are not fighters or representatives of the people. And I've been to Enid. I actually went and got my undergrad there. So I spent a lot of time. It's a great city, great people. But he had no business being there other than publicity. There's no reason that he was needed there. He was needed in Washington, D.C. for that vote. That was what the people pay him to do. Remember, we apply for jobs when we're in a campaign. We work for the people. We don't work for ourselves. It's just like us saying right now, a state that we work for the federal government. Nonsense. We work for the people. And so yeah. I don't know what happened to him. Um, I suspect that um, he is crosswise becoming a politician. And secondly, with that, uh, Max, uh, he's been in there a long time, too long. Yeah. When you go and you become career politicians, you lose touch with who you are. My mission is going to go in there to be governor for four years. I'm not going in there to get reelected. That's not on my mind. That's not in my purview. That's not my purpose. My purpose is to go in there and do a job right now because no one else will. Yeah, and, and that was the next question I was gonna ask when he became, when he, this became a story, lots of people started looking at him and I didn't realize, I knew he was old, but I didn't realize he was 87 years old. Obviously, he's retiring and he has every right to retire and, and enjoy the golden years outside of Washington, D.C. But you had to you have to think that he was thinking about this in 2020. If 
I mean, I, I hope nothing came up fast and is forcing him to retire for health reasons. But when you look at someone who's 87 years old in the Senate, it, it seems like maybe they should have retired a while ago. Do you think do you think there should be term limits for situations like this? I do. Um, you know, and I'm with you, Max. I, I trust and pray that there's nothing of a sudden health occurrence that came on. We we don't wish ill on the human being. I want him to go to heaven. I do. And I want him to have a peaceful uh, yeah. life here on earth. Uh, at the same time, uh, even with that, if you can be in Enid, you can be in Washington, D.C. So that mistake is clearly an error that people are not going to forget, unfortunately or fortunately. Um, I do think there should be term limits. We've seen the um, deliberate career politician that's went in there and they went in there maybe to serve. Who knows? You can't go inside the heart of people or each individual person. But then they became these multi seven, eight figure people that were just it was all about money. And and it's funny, you know, I and I've been like rude awakening light bulb coming on for me. These politicians, they have these bank accounts of these fundraisers that go on and on and on and on and on while they're in office. And my my thought process is, why is fundraising going on for your campaign while you're in office? Shouldn't you be doing the job and shouldn't people be giving elsewhere, maybe to help the poor or the needy or the children or the widows? Something is way off with the system. It is. And, and that kind of leads me to the next question I want to ask. I ask this anytime someone is kind of coming from uh, private life, business life into politics for the first time. I imagine and what people told me is that it can be very eye opening just how much corruption, just how much backroom dealing there are people trying to buy your soul. Have you experienced that? I, I know you're a good guy. I know you're not going to going to sell out. But have you experienced people already start coming to you and trying to buy you yet? Yeah, it's been a manipulative game. I mean, it's been very sad, but I mean, I do have the wisdom of God within me, so I, I discern. I can still love them, Max, uh, even though I see through that nonsense. And again, everybody's capable, including myself, of falling into a trap. So I sort of temper uh, my body and my mind, my heart, and my being with saying I am capable of doing anything evil and good. But yeah, I've had a few instances where it's it's like, um, hey, Mark, why don't you go over here and, and for example, run for this office instead and we'll get yeah, some help over your finance. I've got that a lot. And I've got people over here. If you'll promise this, we'll do this. And I made a commitment um, way back when, <laughs> it, you know, whatever, right, wrong or indifferent, I feel like it's right, that I was going to take no money from lobbyists. Uh, and I was going to stick with that. I would rather go broke than lose my character. I would rather lose an election than lose my character. Can't do it at all. But it's it's a I look at the whole system, you know, way back from March 2020 when COVID hit and I saw corruption in government. Nobody would come up and say, let's live in faith. Let's talk about lifestyle. Let's talk about how to get through this. I watched it occur in medicine. You know, where nobody would step up and do the same thing. I watched the curve from church where the church cowered down. The church in America is a bunch of weaklings, sissies, uh, you know, et cetera. I watched it occur, but you look in this in this political game, it's all those three entities in one, probably combined or squared. It is horrible. But having said that, even though it's been a rude awakening and a very um, you know, demoralizing thing I've observed, 
it has fired me up all the more to know that God's called me for such a time as this to be here right now, to fight the good fight and to be something um, different, to be a different type of candidate so that we would inspire other people. And to that end, this is really cool, encouraging. You know, there's all kinds of, we call them downline races within the state, you know, for state senators, um, yeah. House of Representatives, school board, et cetera, mayors. It has inspired people, Max. They've said, hey, Mark, if you can do that, I can too. And they're yeah. starting to see a domino effect of people stepping up around the state just to get involved and play a, a part and make a difference. So, you know, if nothing else, even though discouraging is over here, there's been so much encouraging over here to see so many people getting involved. And and, and maybe, you know, I'd like to say, I uh, hope that I had a little bit of hand in that, just, you know, motivating them to say, hey, let's step up and try to do the impossible, you know? Yeah, well, and that that's what it's all about. Obviously, you, you want to run to not only represent your constituents, but also to inspire your constituents because you're just one guy, right? And obviously, you're going to need to surround yourself if and when you win with lots of experts who can who can guide you in different ways. But you're also going to need people to take it up on themselves. Um, that's where it starts, right? Um, so no, I I I love your candidacy. I think it's definitely a, a fresh a breath of fresh air, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you. I, I really am. I want to ask you about the CDC's announcement today. We'll get into some of this medical stuff because what we've been saying on the show is that the science of coronavirus never changed. The political science changed. And that has terrified Democrats. I've seen some of the internal polling that made them so terrified that they flipped two weeks ago and canceled everything. Um, yeah. it, it showed like upwards of 60% of Americans think that Democrats are are off the wall that they have destroyed the country for a Democrat. It's a terrible poll to get the CDC is coming out today and they, they are promising to significantly ease the mask guidelines. And they're promising that at the end of the day, the vast majority of Americans will no longer live in areas where indoor mask wearing is required. The truth of the matter is the majority of Americans never lived in an area where indoor mask wearing was required. They're just coming around to it, right? Um, so like, I, I, I love anyone who's willing to see the error in their ways, but I don't feel like that's what they're doing. I feel like they're still trying to claim that they're the experts on this. What's, what's your reaction to this, this new guidance? Well, um, I think people should understand first and foremost that for 50 years, not less, probably a little more, the CDC, or centers of disease out of control and lack of prevention, as I like to call them, they failed the American people. They have absolutely failed the American people. So is the FDA. Our health trends have been pathetic for 50 years. We still have 600,000 people die per year, each year of cardiovascular disease. We have almost that many die of cancers every year. We are growing diseases max faster than the population trends go. We're seeing obesity, the fastest growing non-communicable disease on the planet that has led to, in part, the mortality of COVID-19 or with COVID-19, however you want to spin that. We've seen type 2 diabetes rampantly get out of control. We see childhood uh, diabetes appearing now. We see autism predicted to be one in two by 2050. These people are responsible. So you cannot trust anything you they say, and you haven't been able to trust anything they say for all that time. Now, having said that, we obviously saw something odd with this particular 
pandemic, plandemic, et cetera. We saw it being politicized and we saw politicians, this is very important, politicians trying to tell us how to be healthy. Well, we should have saw the red flag on the wall right there, waving in the breeze, proverbially, because we know that they don't know what they're doing regarding health. The government has never been equipped to teach anyone how to do health. They haven't been equipped to teach anyone how to work. Our job is to take care of self. And so I'm not surprised to see them waffling because they've always been waffles. Uh, they've always been uh, lack, lacked integrity. They've always lacked truth because they're bought and paid for by big pharma. That's the way it is. Now, I'm not surprised to see them easing off the restrictions because, as you mentioned, midterms are coming and the Democrats uh, obviously have been the, the blue states, have been the tightest lockdown states and people are tired of it. But if you look at the demographics and even the uh, statistics, most of the big cities in these blue states are the blue of the state. The rest of it's red all around. And so the people out in the country are mostly like sick of this nonsense. And for many years, they have been silent. And now they're picking up their shovels, they're picking up their shotguns, and they're saying, no more. I'm sick of it. And that voice is being heard, and it's affecting the ears of the Democrats. And they're not going to say they're sorry. They're not going to say I was wrong. They're going to try to spin it and say, CCC, the lockdowns, they work. That's why we're easing the restrictions. They're going to spin that, so don't fall for that one. Yeah, even though Johns Hopkins uh, came out with a study a couple weeks ago saying that the lockdowns did nothing. Um, they're still going to oh, try and spin yeah. it and say that it helped. Um, it's, it's classic. I mean, I, 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 I talk to you about this every time you're on. I actually have a Google alert set up to give me a notification anytime Anthony Fauci says the word vegetable. And he has not. <laughs> I bet you not. haven't got any on that one. He has not. He has no. not said the word vegetable. He has not. I can't speak to whether he said the word fruit, but I know he has not said the word vegetable. He has not recommended that anyone eat more vegetables. And it, it just seems like such low-hanging fruit, such an obvious thing to tell people. Because as you said, obesity, weight is, is definitely a comorbidity that can lead to some really horrible outcomes if you get COVID-19. No one's recommending vegetables. No one's recommending fruits. No one's re recommending you cut back on fats or salt. And it has no. to be intentional. It has to be intentional. <laughs> well, it, it is intentional because, you know, you look at the um, the system that is. I've, we've already established the, the the way it works is this. Every year in January, you're going to see these statistics that drug prices are going to go up. People are going to complain that's not regulated by the government. Why aren't the government doing anything? Yada, yada, yada. But the drug prices go up so they can pay for their advertising bill so that they can market to you and me on television every year and they can market to, um, you know, they can drive the advertising budget. They can control our minds. They control media. They control politicians. They give money into politicians' pockets and many times with the greatest individual donors. And so we see this thing working here and the CDC is controlled by them. And even they, the pharmaceutical industry, controls medical education. So new, doctors are not taught nutrition. I mean, that sounds like so crazy, but they're not. I mean, it is nuts to think that a doctor is supposed to be a healer, but is not trained in the first medicine. Hippocrates said, let medicine be thy food and food be thy medicine. I, I don't understand the disconnect with people. So, you know, my wife and I have been super consistent on that 
thing for a number of years. And, and we were met with ridicule for a long, long time. And then we were met with skepticism. And finally, now it's bordering on acceptance. And I'm really glad to hear that. But these leaders that want to tell you how to be healthy, physically, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, financially, you got to stop listening to them because they're not going to work. They, they don't know what they're doing. The government can't control your finances. They're in trillions of dollars of debt. How are they going to tell you to manage your finances? It's We just got to look at it honestly, be reasonable, and learn to do it without them. And that's the point. That's the whole point of the campaign with me. I want to teach people how to live with a self-governance type of concept and push back from the the Tenth Amendment standpoint from the states towards the federal government say, you know what, we're good. We're totally good without you. We don't need you. And we don't want your overreach. We don't want your hands. We don't want your tentacles in our business because we're good without you. And to show people, show the world that the human being, if you give them love, if you give them nurture, and if you care for them, is capable of overcoming anything. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're, you're spot on. And you mentioned it earlier with people getting angry and fed up. People mm -hmm. are also able, capable of, of beating back this tyranny. I mean, we saw what happened in Canada. And yep. now there's a trucker convoy here in the United States. But where truckers have now been arrested, their vehicles mm -hmm. have been impounded. The Canadian government was talking about putting children in foster care if you participated. Bank accounts were frozen. There was even mention of them taking animals, pets, dogs, cats, if, if people ended up being arrested and putting them into kill shelters so that if the, if the arrested protester didn't make bail in time, they could actually be euthanized as a form of punishment. We've seen just how far the government is willing to go, and albeit this is in Canada, but government in general, how far these people are willing to go to hold on to their power. And it's not all that different than what we're seeing in Russia right now, where Vladimir Putin yesterday broke up a massive protest against the war in Ukraine by citing COVID-19 and saying, no, you, mm -hmm. you can't have this protest in Russia. COVID-19 makes it too dangerous. If you would have asked me a couple of years ago whether we would have seen leaders on the North American continent literally following the playbook of Vladimir Putin, I wouldn't have believed you. And yet here we are. What, what is your comment on this? Because we haven't had a chance to speak with you since the uh, the Canada protests happened. What's your what's your comment on these government officials being so unwilling to to relinquish their powers that they're actually now going after their own constituents? The temptation of love, money, power, fame is a real one. It's available to all of us. It always has been since the beginning of time. You know, you go back and look at Jesus led off into the desert to be tempted. One of the things he was tempted with, remember the story, um, the devil said, pulled him up on the top of the mountain, said, you see all these kingdoms out here? All this stuff, it's been given to me. If you'll bow to me, I'll give it to you. I'll transfer it to you. So the idea of the transference of that power, if you bow to, uh, you know, satanic or evil forces is there for all of us. We're seeing that lived out in front of us right now. I, like you, Max, would have never dreamed it to be possible here in North America but we're seeing it. But I do know this. This is an encouragement for everyone. The only way to beat back tyranny is to stand up against it. For years and years, we, the people, have feared, whether like it or not, the government. We've depended on them. We've allowed them to control us because we didn't think we could make it without them. And we were afraid to cross them. Maybe we had the wrong opinion of who they are. 
And it's really all around the country. It's all around the world. We fear the government. We the people. That's tyranny. However, when the government fears the people, that's freedom. And freedom yeah. comes from Christ. And when you look back at history, when the people rise up, the rulers will back down. And when they're acting evil like this right now, like what's happening with Trudeau in Canada, they're acting in fear. People need to get that perspective. They're acting in fear because the heroes are stepping up against them. Keep stepping up, keep standing together, and eventually the bully will back down and we the people will win. Perhaps this is a wake-up call that America needed. Perhaps. Let's hope so. Because there's one time, Max, there's one moment that we've got to recognize. It's right now. We cannot fight. I've had people say, well, you know what? I don't want to get involved right now. You can do that, and you'll probably be okay for a few years. But then one day, it's going to come crashing down on you. It's going to come crashing down on me, and we're going to wish we just stepped up right now and did something about it. I get passionate about this because, Max, we're fighting for our children. We're fighting for a generation. We're fighting for our future. And we have a chance right now. We have a chance to step up and do something supernatural, just like our founding fathers did when they took that pen. Remember that? And they signed their name on that document that said, my name is Mark Sherwood. My name is Max McGuire. And I'm willing to die for this cause. We need people to pick up that pen right now, figuratively, and say, you know what? If not me, then who? If not you, then who? Who's going to step up? And I'm encouraging people to do that, support those truckers with prayer, with finances, and get behind every one of them. And let's, we the people all around this world, stand up against tyranny. Yeah, no. There's a, uh, a judge who used to be on the Ninth Circuit Court. His name is Alex Kaczynski. And there was a Second Amendment case that he was hearing. And there's a line that's always stuck with me. It's that the Second Amendment is there for when all other protections fail. And, yes. and losing our freedom is a mistake that a free people only get to make once. We've had a couple of do-overs the last two years. I mean, we've had them take things away and we still have the ability to fight back. Right. So it's incredibly important that everyone, everyone do so. I know we're almost out of time. We have to let you go. You have other things on your uh, calendar. Busy man running for governor. Um, I, I wanted to show you this because this made me laugh. There's not a lot you can laugh at these days, especially with <laughs> Russia and Ukraine. But uh. if we go ahead and put up my screen, Mr. Producer, um, President Biden, Joe Biden, President Asterisk, um, he put out this sole statement and then Angela Bel Camino who is an actress, apparently a writer. She somehow got the check mark. She responded to it by saying, draft the unvaccinated. Have the unvaccinated go and fight. So after they just kicked everyone who was unvaccinated out of the military, now apparently a prevailing thought within leftist circles is to send the unvaccinated off to fight. I, I just, this made me chuckle yesterday because it's almost mm -hmm. like they haven't been paying attention. Um, we, we've yeah. seen a couple of court cases come down uh, protecting the rights of soldiers. I know Oklahoma is fighting. I know you've said that you're going to continue to fight to protect the rights yeah. of National Guard troops. Um, I just want to show you that because it made me laugh yesterday when I saw it, just how, how tone deaf and how out of it they are. 
Yeah, and the irony of that is, you know, the the arrogance of a tyrannical, evil, yeah. suffocating, socialistic environment we, we have. You know, people don't want to give up their power. They they treat these citizens they deem second class as expendable. So the beat goes on trying to pattern the unvaccinated being the expendables or the problem. So let's go out there and sacrifice them. That's the mentality. And to me, it's not a surprise. It does make me chuckle that that would even get some, some playtime with, with this, this um, quote unquote president, but wow, what depths have we yeah. sank to now? Yeah. Well, Mark, I want to thank you so much for stopping by. I'd love to have you again. We got to get on your busy, busy yeah. calendar, but thank you so much for stopping by. I want to wish you the best of luck. Um, with your campaign, and we'll definitely talk to you again soon. Max, thanks for having me. Give Joe my best, and I just love and appreciate Conservative Daily and just honored to be here with you and glad to be your friends. All right. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. Again, you can go to Sherwood2022, Sherwood2022.com. If you want to check out his campaign, donate to his campaign, find different events um, on the calendar where you can go and show up to places where he's going to be speaking. Um, love Mark Sherwood. Uh, I, I think he is just hilarious. He's also really honest and genuine, which is something that's missing, something that's been missing a lot lately in this country. I think we can all pretty much uh, agree with that. But yeah, no, make sure you head over and check out his campaign if you haven't already. Going to take this time to uh, remind everyone that we have a couple sponsors that you have to go and check out. Help support our, they help support our show, so we want you to help go and check them out. The first of which is IPVanish VPN. IPVanish VPN is a service that will hide your identity when you're online. This is something that is more important than ever. Look at what's happening around the world. This is more important than ever. Whether you feel like you're always getting watched online or maybe advertisers know a little bit too much about you, IPVanish is here to protect your right to privacy and help you stay anonymous online. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet without exposing your private details to third parties such as hackers, your ISP, or advertisers. You can use this service, IPVanish VPN, on your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media to your TV. When you use IPVanish, all of your data is encrypted. That means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, um, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It really is that simple. So you're going to want to head over to their website, ipvanish.com forward slash daily. And when you get there, make sure you use promo code daily because they're offering listeners and viewers of this show a 70% off discount. That's amazing. It's like getting nine months free when you sign up for 12. And plus, they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. So it re there really is no risk whatsoever. Again, go to ipvanish.com forward slash daily. Use promo code daily to claim your 70% savings. Also going to mention that this podcast is sponsored by Air Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household. Any of you suffer a medical emergency need to be airlifted to a hospital. It's not something we think about, but it's expensive, right? If an ambulance rides a few hundred dollars, this is going to be thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars if you live in an expensive area. Don't let this bankrupt your family. Sign up with Air Med Care Network today. It costs $85. That covers you, your wife, your children who live at home with you, should any of you need to be airlifted. It works out to be less per year if you are a senior citizen or less per year if you buy three or five years at a time. And as a bonus for listeners and viewers of this show, when you use the link in the description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and then use promo code daily, you're going to get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card. It's free money. So again, go to that link in the description, use promo code daily to get your free cash back. I love talking with Dr. Sherwood. Um, I, I think he, his energy, his, his smile is infectious. I, I would love to see him 
uh, elected as governor of Oklahoma. Um, I, I joke and I joke about Oklahoma a lot on the show because I'm in Texas, but um, they need someone like him because we've seen, as we talked about with with Mark, we've seen in recent memory far too many times where rhinos, establishment politicians, even as we just said, Jim Inhofe in Oklahoma have quite literally stabbed us in the back. The guy skips town, refuses to vote on an amendment to shut down Biden's vaccine mandates. And a week and a half later, he's announcing his retirement. Again, I hope that there is nothing serious going on with him. I hope he doesn't have any medical emergency that's forcing him to withdraw. But it is pretty spineless to to skip town and not vote on that. So that's going to be another race that um, that Governor Mark Sherwood is going to probably play a role in helping decide who fills that seat. So yeah, if you're in Oklahoma, make sure you check out his campaign. It's an interesting day today because as I, as I mentioned, Russia is cracking down on protesters in their country um, by claiming that COVID-19 is too dangerous so you can't go outside. It's, it's kind of laughable, but it just shows you how tyrannical our politicians have been all this time. They are quite literally, oh, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. I don't know if the tyrants, the, the despots, the Putins of the world, if they're the ones who came up with this plan or if they're just following our playbook. But it, it, it's pretty sad when you see the same kinds of strategies being employed by our local health officials over the last two years are now being employed by actual dictators abroad to stifle um, protests. <laughs> Sounds about right. We're also hearing that the National Guard now has been called up. The mayor of Washington, D.C., uh, Bowser, has now called up 800 National Guard troops in preparation for truckers. Yes, the truckers are coming. The truckers have already left in many places. Um, the gentleman we spoke to last week, um, his convoy has not left yet. So his is one of the later convoys to leave. But other ones have already departed. And the Democrats are freaking out. Well, at least they're pretending to freak out. They're, they're, they want to use this as an excuse to seize more power. Right? They want to put there. They are putting the fence back up around the Capitol building. And they want to seize more emergency powers. They would like nothing more than to be able to use this for a false flag, which would give them the opportunity to do what Justin Trudeau did. Declare a national emergency. Right. Crack down on these people, throw them in jail, freeze their bank accounts, kill their puppies. As crazy as this, that's what Canada was talking about. So we have to be vigilant. If you're involved in these protests, do not do anything that they can take advantage of. Protest peacefully, right? Say your piece, but don't get, don't fall into the trap. And if you, if you notice someone who's a plant, if you know someone who's a fed boy, if you know someone in really tight um, khaki shorts with a really, <laughs> with a really well ironed polo shirt and sunglasses and, and, and an obvious handgun in their pocket, don't let them speak for you because that's what's going to happen. We saw that happen in Canada where they literally traced back one of the Nazi flags that Trudeau used to brand the entire uh, protest as, as a Nazi movement. Someone showed up with a Nazi flag, waved it around a little bit, and then they were caught literally walking back into the hotel that the police were using as a staging ground. So it, it's like it's actually I, I wish I would have grabbed this before we came on. There are, there's video and photographic evidence showing that the, the false flag, the fake protester flying the Nazi flag immediately after he was done for the photo op, went back to the same hotel where all the police were staging. It was an obvious false flag. 
So if you're involved in these protests, if you're going to be either as a trucker or just as a bystander, know that this is their end game. They see this as a means to an end. They aren't afraid of this protest yet. They think they can use this protest to seize more power for themselves. So if you're going to go, please do not give them anything they can work with. And if you see someone who is trying to have one of these false flag events, make sure that you call them out. Make sure that you videotape them and make sure that they're not allowed to speak for the protest itself. We're going to continue to cover these events, the, these trucker uh, convoys. If it goes through San Antonio, I'm going to try and get to one of the overpasses to take some video. That should be um, early next week. I think it's the, either the second, third, or fourth. Third or fourth that's scheduled to come by here. I was reading online, it might go north to Dallas. If that's the case, then I won't be able to, to get video. Um, but hopefully it stays on, on uh, I-10 and I can get video of that. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Lots going on in the country, in the world. Um, I was up all last night watching videos in Ukraine. I mean, they have so many webcams. I mean, this is what I was talking about yesterday for a little bit. The difference between invading Afghanistan, which was just a third world country, and getting and getting videos on Nokia phones, right, or, or images on Nokia phones, is very different than invading Ukraine, where there are webcams at intersections that have they are publicly viewable. I mean, I was watching one last night. I was watching an entire column of Russian vehicles going down the highway. It was just right on a traffic webcam. And then the soldiers recognized it. They stopped, they climbed up, and they pointed the webcam straight down. I don't know why they didn't just shoot it, but they, they climbed to point it down so you couldn't use it to track movements. There was another video circulating, which was absolutely horrific. A Russian armored, armored vehicle was going down the road, and there was a civilian in a car that was driving on the other side of the road. When the armored vehicle saw it, I don't think it was actually a tank. I think it was like an armored personnel carrier. When they saw the civilian car, they turned and ran it over, almost killing the guy. It was an old guy, old man in the car, almost killed him. I mean, that's that's a war crime. <laughs> There's that's a war crime. Also, reports the the Ukrainian government, Ukrainian military is reporting that Russian soldiers were caught wearing Ukrainian uniforms, driving Ukrainian vehicles that they had stolen, killed the guys and stolen to try and get into Kiev faster. That is also a, a war crime to dress up in the other side's uniform like that. It's a, a violation of international law. So what we're seeing lots of war crimes getting committed and we're able to watch them on webcams on the internet. I mean, I was watching some on TikTok yesterday. I, I watched a plane get shot down on TikTok. We're in a different world, people. This is, this is not the world we've been used to. We're able to see everything. And uh, there's some scary stuff happening in Ukraine. So whatever side you fall down on, I think we all want to pray that this ends quickly and that there's no more loss of life than is absolutely necessary. So I'm going to ask everyone to pray for that as you are uh, praying tonight and throughout the day. But yeah, no, we're, we're going to keep covering all these issues. There's lots going on that we need to focus on. Um, it's hard. I mean, when things like this come up, obviously we have to focus on it, but it makes us kind of shift our attention away from other things. A case in point being that Joe Biden is expected today to announce his nominee for the Supreme Court. 
I want to see if I can actually pull the name. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Um, Tanji Brown Jackson. So she will be, she will have been on the appeals court for the shortest amount of time. She will be one. If she's confirmed, she would be one year older, um, older than the youngest justice on the bench. And she is pretty much as radical as it gets. Um, so he's going to announce that today, but he's doing that because it's it's a great time to make the announcement. Everyone's focused on Ukraine. Everyone's focused on inflation. Everyone's focused on gas pricing. It's really easy for him to make an announcement like this and just kind of slip it under the rug and hope that the American people don't resist it. I guarantee you, though, there, I mean, maybe there should be, but you won't see people out protesting her the minute that she gets nominated. Um, you, I, I mean, I hope you do. I hope you do. But if you remember when uh, I think it was, was it Gorsuch? It was either Gorsuch or Kavanaugh when he was nominated, when he was uh, nominated by Trump. There were people outside with signs that said, we oppose, and then had a blank. And they all wrote in his name after the nomination came down. Obviously, it was an astroturfed mo- mo- movement, not grassroots, fake grassroots. Um, but I don't think you'll see the media all coming against her. I think they're going to praise her as a hero, as a, as, a, as a genius. So we'll have to cover that too. But that's what I mean. There's so much going on in the world. It's so easy to get distracted. And the left loves to use these distractions as an opportunity to push through their radical agenda when they hope you're not looking. So that's going to be something we're going to have to cover in the days ahead. If he does nominate her, that's going to be, we'll probably have to do a special episode on her, just explain everything she's done, everything she's written, everything she's said to try and get the word out because this is going to be something we have to kill. Not her literally, the nomination, right? She was confirmed to the appellate court with three Republicans voting for her. I believe Lindsey Graham was one of them. No surprise. So it's up to us to pull those three Republicans away and also to pull one Democrat away. And then she fails. Then her nomination fails. So stay tuned for that. That is going to be um, one of the leading facts blast issues that we run in the coming days and weeks. And if you aren't already a part of our facts blast system, this is something where, where we have a new email newsletter and every day we send out an issue of the day that's of utmost importance that the media either isn't covering or isn't covering enough. And we give you the opportunity to bombard Congress with faxes. And the reason we do faxes is because by law, they have to be printed out and they have to be read. Whereas emails kind of just get thrown into it, into an inbox, phone calls, you call, they say, okay, what do you think about this issue? And they just tally it, right? These have to be printed out. They have to be read. And there are literally days where we have huge fax blast campaigns, like on a weekend, and they come back on Monday and there are piles of paper that they need to go through. It's harder for them to ignore it. When you when you push through the facts blast, so make sure you stay tuned for that. If you haven't already signed up for it, there's a link in our description to sign up for our email newsletter. It's very important that you do so. Not only will that help you stay up to date with things developments with the show, but it will allow you to get those facts blasts and participate in those campaigns. So make sure you do that as well. Gonna before we end, I'm gonna remind everyone this podcast is also sponsored by Enerforce. This is a company that um, at first I, I I didn't know what their whole deal was, but the more you read into them, the more you learn about them, the more you realize that this is a great Patreon company who really wants to help people. So for for years, Enerforce has been donating a portion of their proceeds to veterans groups. When we partnered with them, we said, okay, you can do that, but we want a portion of our proceeds to go towards the January 6th prisoners. So we partnered up with them to create the Free Our People t-shirt. That's available on the site. You can find it right, you can find it there. And that's designed to help the January 6th prisoners get good legal representation 
and to pay to fly out family members because many of them haven't seen their loved ones the entire time that they've been locked up for, again, COVID reasons. So here's how it works. When you sign up and purchase that t-shirt or any of the other sweet apparel or mystery boxes or other things on the site, you're going to get entered into win this sweet rig, a Ford F-450 with a gooseneck trailer, a Can-Am Maverick 4x4, and $20,000 in cold hard cash. So when you per make a purchase, you get, I think, is it 10 times? It keeps going up. 10 times. So for every $1 you spend, you get 10 entries to win this sweet rig. But as a bonus for listeners of this show, when you use promo code CD21, you're going to get an extra thousand entries. I believe this has five weeks left before they do a drawing. So make sure you head over there, purchase the Free Our People t-shirt, purchase any of the other great conservative gear that they have there. Use promo code CD21 to get your extra thousand entries and enter to win that sweet, sweet rig. Full disclosure, no purchase or payment is technically necessary to enter or win and making a purchase or payment will not increase your likelihood of winning. Well, that's going to be it. We're at, almost out of time. That's it for this edition of the podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the audio version. It's very, very important. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Uh, Audible. If you can, please do subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Help us climb up in those rankings so that we can reach more people organically. I was looking and uh, in Cape Verde, which is a small island off the coast of Africa, we are still ranked number nine. I don't know how this happened. I want to thank all of our Cape Verdean listeners. Um, like in Indonesia, I'm looking right now, we are number six for political podcasts in Indonesia. Yesterday, we were number three, apparently. Um, I don't know exactly how this is happening, but it's really cool. So if you are in one of these countries, thank you so much for uh, listening to us, downloading the podcast. And uh, yeah, we, we, we love to see the support even when it's from completely random places around the world. <laughs> we also go live with the show with the video version, which is great if you can watch it. The audio version is great if you're, if you're out and about driving. But we go live for the video version at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. That is going to change on Monday. Instead of it, us launching at 11 a.m. Eastern, we're going to be launching at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you, you remember that moving one hour ahead for the morning one. I believe the evening one's going to stay the same, but make sure you you jot that down. And if you need a reminder, great, a great <laughs> chance as ever, sign up for our text alert system. You can do so by texting the word freedom to 89517. Not only will that remind you that we're changing the times, but it'll let you know every day what we're talking about and then how, when, and where you can watch. It's super easy. If you, if you are a Facebook refugee who used to watch us when we were on Facebook, this was done to replace the push notifications that Facebook just suddenly stopped doing for listeners of our show. So this is the best way to stay up to date and know exactly what we're talking about and then how, when, and where you can also watch. Make sure you follow me and Joe at Telegram. Mine is um, Max J. McGuire at Telegram. Um, Joe's is Joe Oltman at Telegram, and also there's Conservative Daily. So make sure you follow us there. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, the fight to take back the country is not over yet, not by a long shot, not even close. But the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.